was, you know, doing all the school visits and, you know, speaking to young people and, and I suppose so many of them shared their stories with me and then I was getting emails pretty much on a daily basis from women, mostly women, but a few men wanting to share their experiences of sexual violence with me and just telling me, I suppose, you know, they, they said, you know, thank you for writing this book. And I, I think I'm always very reluctant to accept those thanks because I am just as, you know, I'm just a storyteller. I just, you know, wrote this story. And actually, I think I'm the one who should be grateful that these people feel able to share their stories with me. I've been very humbled by that. Mm. I can imagine, especially after reading a book like that, that sharing your story afterwards could be quite cathartic and, and maybe a little bit easier. But how was it before while you were doing the research? People were... Open? They were. Um, I suppose, you know, the thing is, as a woman, you know, I'm 32 now, but I suppose I was 28, 29 when I was um, writing this. I knew people anyway. You know, I mean, it wasn't just, you know, people that, that I was, you know, talking to through the Rape Crisis Centre. You know, I knew at least three women who were very good friends who had, who would say, I, I have been raped. And then I would have had countless other friends who wouldn't use the word rape, but who would have also had stories of, things that happened to them, nights that, you know, they would say, you know, they would never use the word rape. They would say, you know, it wasn't rape, but it wasn't right either. Um, so I suppose besides that sort of research, I also had, you know, just all of these people, all of these women in my life who had experienced sexual violence to one degree or another. And I suppose what I found really interesting was the common thread because everyone's so different and everyone deals with trauma very differently. And some people, you know, could barely leave the house two years after it had happened. And then other people really just didn't want to ever think about it and sort of push it aside. But I suppose the interesting thing, there was a real common thread through every woman, you know, regardless of, you know, their race or their religion or, you know, what age they were. And that was shame and I suppose a sense of guilt and that they really took it on themselves, you know, that if, you know, if I had done this, if I had worn a different outfit, you know, if I hadn't been as drunk, if I hadn't gone back to his house, that they felt like they were responsible for preventing that rape. And that was something that still really horrifies me and upsets me. But I think that's just the way our society works, I think. And I think rape is one of the very few crimes, actually, where blame is sort of given or sort of handed to the victim. And I think a, a, the reason for that is, particularly when it's a female victim, is that there is this sort of expectation, a social expectation that women need to be the upholders of a moral standard. You know, women need to be better. And, oh, you know, boys will be boys. And it's really, it's, it's not only harmful um, to women, but it's also really reductive to men and insulting to the majority of very good, kind men that I know that would never dream of doing something like that. Mm. I was going to say that this feeling of shame, do you think that's women specific or or it does apply to the maybe some of the men you've spoken to? Um, it, it applies to some of the men as well, absolutely. But too often when a woman has been raped, that rape is conflated with sex. It's not seen as an act of violence, it's seen as a sexual act. And sex and rape are very, very different things. And I think that's why women tend to carry a bit more I suppose a lot more um, shame around when it's happened to them because it's that conflation between sex and rape and, you know, did she want it or was she, you know, was she asking for it? So I think that's really problematic. Mm. I mean, it, it sounds like a really thin line. Mm. How difficult was it to, to write the novel? Um, it was, it was very difficult. You know, I suppose 
just from a personal point of view, I had experienced, you know, sexual violence myself and I want, you know, I knew that that was probably going to come up in interviews. So I had to tell my parents and my sister, you know, what had happened to me and that wasn't, you know, that wasn't really a conversation I particularly wanted to have. And once I started writing it and, you know, the research that I was doing and the, the way that I write is, is quite intense, you know, I sort of lock myself away and I'm very immersed in the story and the characters. And because of that, it just, I felt like there was no escape. You know, I really felt nearly suffocated by Emma and by her pain and by her grief. And, you know, I was having nightmares about being raped. It was just, it just really, it felt like such a relentless process. And it's been interesting actually hearing feedback from readers who have said this was a really intense, uncomfortable, almost overwhelming read. And I suppose I'm glad because I'm like, I, I don't have to suffer alone. <laughs> that there's other people sort of, uh, you know, who I, I suppose experienced a little bit of what I uh, experienced while writing it. Mm. Has that feeling left you now? I mean, like it's it's on paper. Can you sleep now? Uh, still... Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's done. It took a while to sort of put it...